you face forward or you face the possibility of shock and damage. We good. We good. I was. I used this to record something else recently. I feel and thought maybe my levels were adjusted, but we are all good. We are here and we are ready to rumble. Yeah, man. Oh, I should mention right off the top, by the way, uh, that brand new music. I didn't. We we we've been using it now for an entire episode because uh, it was used last episode. But I didn't mention anything about it um, because I just threw it in after I'd produced everything. But that brand new music. Um, that's 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 from Ryan, who you just interviewed on our last episode from uh, Off the Record. So thanks to Ryan. It sounds yeah. so good. It makes us sound way more legit than we actually are. Yeah, right on, Ryan. Keep it, <laughs> keep, keep it coming. If I've come to any conclusion with that music, it's that it makes us sound way more legit than we could ever possibly be. So It, it, uh, is, <laughs> it is interesting, though, how something that simple can, can make that big of a difference. Yeah. Whether it's on a podcast or like, you know a TV show intro or or whatever, right. right? It doesn't even have to be that good. Think of Law and Order, that dun dun or whatever, <laughs> <laughs> you know. But it, it's, wait, did you just compare our theme music, uh, our new theme music, to the theme music from Law and Order? <laughs> that that bum, was bum, the one bum, reference bum, bum, I gave to Ryan. Bum. I said, watch watch Law and Order. That's please, what we're trying to accomplish here. <laughs> please remake that, but a more like amped up version. What, what would it sound like if somebody was getting murdered to punk music? That's what I want. Jeez, oh, <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> Sorry, I don't know. Just go watch Sid and Nancy. Yeah. All right. That's <laughs> maybe not the best point to start uh, off on. Happy 2020. <laughs> yeah, we made it. Yeah, uh, we did make it. We did make it. This is this is our second episode back. Of course, it's our first one actually recording in the, this new. Okay, so here's the thing. I was going to say this new decade, um, but I, there, that seems to be a statement that people either fully embrace that yes, it's a new decade, or like get unnecessarily annoyed by that phrase because then they yeah. go, "Well, a decade is one to ten, so it should be 2011 to 2020." I'm like, yeah, but. No one's referring. No one refers yeah. to the 1920s as 1921 <laughs> to 1930, right? Yeah, so, exactly. Uh, it's it's a new decade. People just need to shut their mouths. But yeah. Um, yeah, we we of course had Christmas holidays and stuff, and that you know just meant we weren't recording for a little bit. But we're back now, and dare I say, better than ever. Well, I sure hope so. It's all up to you. The, the, I've got so many <laughs> resolutions I've got going on. I'm already better than before I began. <laughs> that's good the only resolution is watch more law and order <laughs> bum, bum, ba, 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 da, ba. yeah there that's we fair. go yeah yeah that's a that's a good resolution i think that's <laughs> you should be able to keep that was it nbc or whatever just i'm sure it's on i don't is it even on tv anymore it's gotta be oh, it's i don't know i've somewhere. never i've never actually watched the show Sorry. Oh really? I sorry, mean, it's guys. it's, it's <laughs> well, like, yeah. well, I have, <laughs> sorry, sorry to the people who created Law and Order that I never, I've never oh, watched man. your show. Uh, all, your work is a waste now. I'm all about CSI Miami. <laughs> ah, you just like the? No, I'm just the, kidding. 
Um, is it CSI Miami with... Um, yeah, that crusty oh, dude, always Horatio or whatever. <laughs> I was trying to think of, oh, what's his name, where he puts the sunglasses on. Yeah, Horatio, or is that his name? Or? Uh, I feel like his first name is David, actually. Oh. David Caruso? Is that who that is? I don't know. Maybe I'm making that up. I'm, I'm going to look it up, though, because that's... I, but I don't know if it was CSI Miami or if it was just CSI. Where was the first CSI? Because uh, they made so Miami. many of them, right? Yeah. CSI cast. I'm looking it up. Um, okay, so that's the original CSI. I don't think it was... I think the guy I'm thinking of was CSI Miami. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it definitely uh, Miami is. cast and... David Caruso. Nailed yeah, there it. There you go. He uh, where he'd slays make like an the, alligator and then takes his sunglasses off and says, mystery solved. <laughs> I was going to say, he's got to make a horrible pun. That's what his <laughs> thing is. Like Dave, yeah. I feel like David Caruso, while at least his character in CSI Miami, might just be like the ultimate dad joke guy. You know what I mean? Like, because I feel like every one of his like statements before he'd put the sunglasses on to, you know, further yeah. drive the point home was just a really bad dad joke. In but it's like to the dark crime. dad jokes because he's around yes. dead people all day. So <laughs> yes, they <laughs> the kind of dad joke you're like, is this guy okay? Is uh, can we trust him with his children or our children? Or <laughs> <laughs> he's very dark dad jokes. It's true. It's true. Oh man, that's too good. Um, but yeah. <laughs> All the CSI Miami talk out of the way. Uh, we are back. We're ready to keep rolling going forward with 2020. Hopefully, bigger and better things. Um, oh, well, no, I was, I'm not. Never mind. I was going to say something. I decided not to. It's fine. It's all good. We got to get. I think we got to get down to business. Unless you have. Yeah, any, let's do it. I, I got to get out of this uh, this murder mystery funk here. <laughs> well, I was just. Did you have any stories of that happening? Oh, Anything man, happened over I, I Christmas? Do, I got this hilarious story of. Uh, actually, just heard it yesterday. This, I, I won't this time say you killed I, a guy. Well, <laughs> <laughs> it's a hilarious story about this time I killed no, a guy. <laughs> I, I won't say who it is or where he's from, but he was saying how <clears throat> he's so he's got these little dogs or whatever. And he was lying in bed, and his this dog was licking his ear, and he just let it do its thing or whatever. And he wakes up the next day with an earache, and oh, he no. was like, well, dogs aren't known to be the cleanest animals. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, how nasty is that? Like, Yeah. Just this uh, little dog just, licking just your in ear your ear, with... like, oh, that's nice, little guy. And then you wake <laughs> up the next day with an earache. Oh man. oh man, I could barely hold it together. Like, because he was kind of being serious about it, and I was like, "Oh my goodness!" Yeah, oh. <laughs> animals. I'm always like, like I we have a couple cats. I've had dogs growing up and stuff, but I'm always just like a little bit grossed out by them because I'm like, some people like sleeping, having their animals like sleeping with them in their bed or yeah, like sharing ice cream cones with them. I, like, I can't. <laughs> I don't even I do that with my that children. Part. Yeah, well, and my children don't lick their own butts. Like, yeah, that's true. <laughs> you know, like that's where it's like gets weird. I'm like, you, I mean, I know why that dog, why the dog gave your buddy an ear infection because <laughs> he licks his own ass. Like, let's be honest, what did he transfer into your buddy's ear? Let's, it is the way it is. Oh man, oh, <laughs> a story that's completely irrelevant to my life or anything. But that's yeah, <laughs> that's fair. That's a funny story. Too, too that's funny, funny story. to share. So. I was, when we were like kind of figuring out scheduling when we were going to record this next episode, I uh, was like hesitant to book because I had a toothache. <laughs> so I was like, oh, you're like first asked me, are we recording this week or next week? And like when you asked me, uh, 
I was like going through life living with a toothache. And I was like, oh, I got to go to the dentist. And I wasn't sure like when that was going to happen or if I went to the dentist when like any. So anyway, I I got to go to the dentist on Friday. That was fun. It's been a, oh, been a little. I, I Yeah, I say I'm one of those guys where they're like, okay, so when was the last time you were at the dentist? I'm like, <laughs> eh. Like That's five minutes question. ago when I checked in? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> what do you mean? I'm right here right now. What, what does it matter what happened in my past? Let's just live in, let's live in the now. Yeah, there I have we a toothache now. Let's fix it. Uh, <laughs> let's not judge me. Uh, but yeah, and they're like, who was your last dentist? And I'm like, <laughs> because we've moved, you know? So I'm like, the my last dentist. My father who pulled my teeth when they were loose? <laughs> yeah, exactly. No, they're like, that the last dentist I went to was just kind of like, a one-off sort of thing because then we ended up moving and I never went back. Right. So I was like, well, I don't know. But, um, yeah, so that was, that was fun. I got to, I was thinking about it when I was like, Oh, I got this toothache and I'm thinking about it. I'm going to have to go get something done. I hate the dentist as any logical human being does. And I was like, well, I wonder if it'd be any better if I was like, I was like, can I like listen to music or something while this is happening? And then I was like, am I, if, if I do, do I then automatically every time I listen to that album or whatever, just yeah. think about the time <laughs> I was in the dentist chair? So I was like, maybe, maybe we won't. We'll just leave it. But so I survived. Yeah. yeah. The toothache is yeah. no longer. Um, and they were, they were sly. They were like, all right, we're going to book you in for a cleaning. I was like, while I'm here, I can't, I can't say no. So, so now I got another dentist appointment in a couple of weeks. <laughs> oh, <laughs> get a, get a, that was my 2020 resolution was, uh, get my toothache fixed. Yeah. <laughs> Cause I think it, which is fair. Cause I think it started on like the 29th. It was like, we were driving home from our, where we went and visited family for Christmas. So we were driving home when it kind of started aching. So I was like, yeah, it's my, my, it was my new year's resolution. Get that toothache fixed. Cross that one off the list. We are good to go. <laughs> this might be the first year I actually accomplished my new year's resolution. So hooray nice. for me. Yeah, good yes. way to start. I got another random story. Last night, I, I went to check the mail later in the evening and I opened the front door and there's like a bunch of toys like oh. up against our front door that, I guess, I don't know, some random person dropped them off or who knows. And so I was just like, man, we just got so much stuff in the house from Christmas. I was like, I'm just going to leave it, close the door, forget about it. And then this morning, our kids were having a rough, rough start to the morning and then they found the toys and they were so excited and it made their day. And so (laughs) just kind of like, and it was, it was things they, like there was this horse and this electric, like remote control car and a lamp. Yeah. All things that like our kids kind of like. So I don't know who. Your maybe kid. Santa came late, I guess, and he's your, like, "Oh, your, here's some used some used toys." I like that you said. So you, let me get this right. You said a horse, a yeah. remote control car, and a lamp. All things that your kids like. So one of your children is Steve Carell from Anchorman. Is that was an Anchorman? <laughs> he's like, I, I, love, I love lamp. lamp. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's uh, classic anyway yeah. we're not here to talk about any of that stuff <laughs> we're here to talk about um a little a little band that got their name from a green day song <laughs> that's the worst thing about this band did they actually it, no oh okay <laughs> no. i was like because they're around <laughs> the, the, yeah the worst thing about this band is when you try to google them the first thing right. that comes up is the green day song right uh, yeah yeah but we're talking about a band called good riddance come on harry take it easy or this job either, having to wade through the scum of this city, being swept away by bigger and bigger waves of corruption, apathy, and red tape. Now that doesn't bother me. But you know what does bother me? What? You know what makes me really sick to my stomach? What?
And so with this, so so we kind of mentioned in our last episode, like our best of 2019 episode, that we were going to change things up a little bit. In the past, we kind of basically done episodes where we talked about entire discographies. It it mostly kind of would always end up focusing on just a couple of albums because right. some of you know some of these bands have been going for like 30 years or more, right? Like yeah. that we're talking about, they have extensive libraries. So it's hard to kind of go through all that stuff unless you've been following them for a long time. But um, so we decided what we're going to do going forward is uh, pick a band and then pick uh, an, like we're each going to pick an album from their library. We'll come back and we'll talk about those albums. However, I say that knowing full well that at the end of this episode, when we announce who's next, we've already thrown that out the window. We're doing something <laughs> a little bit different. So it is what it is. Yeah. But for this episode, we have picked, we've each chosen a Good Riddance album. And uh, so we're going to talk about them. And as you'll notice, we'll kind of highlight, you know, a couple different songs here and there and sort of go from there. See, well, we're going to see how this goes, but uh, first and foremost, the question that we ask each and every time is how did you, how did you find out about Good Riddance? Yeah, I, I can't even really pinpoint when it was. I don't know if it was a, a Fat Records comp first or if it was um, the album Ballads of the Revolution. I don't know who gave it to me or where I came across it. Um, actually, now that I say that, the two guys that I started playing music with um, in the town I grew up in, in Dauphin, they were both huge Good Riddance fans, so I'm guessing that's where, where I got it from. And it was just different than anything I, I had heard. You know, it was it was fast and melodic, but it was also, you know, kind of dark and not really heavy, but, you know, hardcore-ish. And so, yeah, it just stood out as something new and, you know, it was super fast drumming and you know, lyrically was was different than the other bands I was listening to, and so it just kind of grabbed my attention. Yeah, what were you listening to, kind of at the time when you say lyrically it was different? Because I mean, like obviously, Good Riddance is quite a political band when it right. comes down to it, um, which which is pretty common in punk, I suppose. But I mean, not every band is singing about politics, or at least not straight up about politics. So, kind of, what were you listening to at that time that lyrically Good Riddance was set apart? I'm guessing it was, you know, just mostly, you know, tooth and nail punk bands. Um, and it's not that some of those didn't have political stuff, but, you know, you add in kind of the, the anti-eating meat and, um, right. you know, just different little clips they would have in their songs that just kind of made you think like, oh, like they're singing about something. Maybe I don't really know what it is, but I know that it's different and yeah. kind of grabs your attention because you're like, oh, like this, what is this, you know? And For sure. Yeah, yeah. Because, I mean, like, ob- like obviously we... 
was it the last band we talked about? I think like Pennywise, they were pretty political as well. Yeah. But but I do I do think like Good Riddance was more on the nose political for sure. But I I can pinpoint kind of my exposure to Good Riddance because um, I went to like a, a small festival. Actually, uh, one of the bands that played at this festival was the Undecided, who of course go back a couple episodes. Got an you got an interview with Dan from the Undecided. Yeah. And uh, but there was some just random, random band that played, uh, and they actually played a cover of uh, for Fertile Fields. I don't. I never know if it's Fertile Fields or Fertile, or fertile or, Fields. Because yeah. <laughs> Fertile Fields, you're fertile. 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 We're going with Fertile. Fertile yeah. Fields. It just feels like it's more of a mouthful that way. Yeah. Uh, but but anyway, they played this song, and I was like what is this? I know this. Like I kind of, it was familiar to me and I knew that it wasn't their song. They may have even said at the beginning, it was a cover song. And all I could remember was the, and it seems so cruel. Right. And I was like, mm. what? And it would just get stuck in my head, like in that, the repeat sort of thing. Fast forward a few months, because this was kind of like before really like you could just, I mean, Google wasn't a thing. It was probably ask Jeeves at the time or something. You know, you could like go and search and maybe you'd figure it out. The internet yeah. wasn't what it is now, but, so I like, I couldn't really figure that out, but it was always in my head. Fast forward a few months, and I was uh, at my like we must have been visiting family. We were in Medicine Hat, and uh, I was in the car with my cousins, and this song comes on, and I'm like, man, I it, I'd never heard this song before. I'm like, I dig this song, and it ended up being the song Genie. <laughs> So that I was like, "What is this? I need to find out more about this." And uh, so anyway, I can't. At that point, I can't remember if then it was just listening with my cousins, if because I feel like it was on a mix CD that they were playing. Like I don't okay. think it was actually the album, but yeah. Um, so then I'm not. I think I must have gone out then and searched out ballads and bought it. And sure enough, Fertile Fields is the first song on the album. And I'm like, this song! <laughs> like, and it stuck with me from like the summer. That's awesome. I feel like this was winter now at some point. I was like, yes, this is incredible. So from there, it was I, I listened to that album uh, just basically on repeat. And uh, it's the first album we're going to talk about. Like I said, we got two albums. Your pick was Fertile Fields. So, Ballads no, of the that, Revolution. That, yeah, yeah. No, your pick was specifically the song Fertile Fields. We're not talking about anything else. Uh, Ballads from the Revolution. Um, so we're going to talk about it. So why don't you kind of lay the lay it out here, uh, your thoughts on the record? Yeah, well, just to touch base lyrically, um, 
Like I, I think there's there's some of it that that does touch on politics or whatever. I mean, I'm terrible at deciphering lyrics, but I think just that was more like even just social justice, so not necessarily just politics, but you know things going on in the world. Or um, oh, I got a sneeze coming. <laughs> Let her go. Ah. Oh no, that's not a sneeze. If Sorry. that's a sneeze, that's a very sad <laughs> sneeze. Oh. Was that a oh. sneeze? <clears throat> no, I think I just. <clears throat> that sounded I, like I a couldn't, cough. I couldn't get it out. I did come cough on. too. <laughs> just <laughs> ah, come on. Oh man. <laughs> I mean, okay. Anyway, <laughs> really um, free the hashtag free the sneeze. Speaking of social justice, oh, yeah. free the sneeze, Aaron. Free the sneeze. <laughs> so I don't like. I don't. When I listen to it, it's not like I don't remember sitting there contemplating like, oh, what is. I, I knew it was different. I could decipher that much, but I just kind of left it as is. And um, but yeah, just an album that that got a lot of play. They they blend, um, you know, melodic hardcore and punk um, and melody so well. You know, even in all their kind of their whole discography, <clears throat> you know, they can have songs that are just kind of fast and and pissed off, and the next song is just super melodic and catchy and. Um, I, I got to see them live. Uh, I was still in high school in Dauphin. We drove up to Regina. And I remember that was like a pinnacle live show. I don't know. It was just something something special about them. You know, just the way that Russ kind of commanded the crowd and um, and led the show that it was it was so good. So that, that kind of ties to – because I, I think that maybe it would have been around when that album came out. Maybe there was an album out after that already. Um, but so, the, so there's something about kind of seeing a band when when an album comes out to kind of help it stick in your mind and sure. um, just to kind of have something to re, to relay it to. Um, I'm kind of curious what like what year do you think that was that you saw them? Oh, maybe like because you said you're in high school, right? Yeah, so like maybe like 2000. So yeah, so, I guess there would have been something else. There would have been an album yeah, after that. Cause, yeah, because ballads was '98. Um, I'm just looking here because like symptoms, symptoms of a leveling spirit was 2001. Um, yeah, no, I th- so must have. Which been- is I I think when I saw them, do you remember who played that show with them? Oh man, I'd have to go back and look at that. I I can't I can't remember that because I know I saw I saw them and uh, in Calgary, and I'm just wondering if it was that if it was that tour. Where, but because the, there's there were two shows that I went to, I think nah, uh, maybe there were more. There it was a venue in Calgary called the Warehouse, and oh, yeah. I feel like there was a stretch there where all the time Fat Wreck bands were playing there, hmm. and so like Good Riddance I saw, Rise Against I saw, and Mad Caddies I saw, but I felt like Mad Caddies were on one of those two shows. Uh, I don't I don't remember that. Yeah, so, so yeah, I have to go back and I don't know if I'll be able now, to find. Now it or I'm not, curious, but. but yeah, I'm just looking looking at their discography. I just wanted to see when, because uh, so they had ballads in '98, Operation Phoenix in '99, and then Symptoms in 2001. And oh, okay. I think there was an EP in between Operation Phoenix and Symptoms right. as well. Yeah, so there uh, could have been. I mean, I don't know if I had if I would have had no. those albums or not. I mean, I'm just, just curious if it was the same tour we saw them on. Yeah. That was also the the only time. So we drove home after the show, which is you know three and a half hour drive, and I think that's the only time that I've been in a vehicle that's run out of gas. <laughs> I remember falling asleep in the back seat and then waking up and just being like, like, what's going on? And one of the, my friend's dads had to drive out, and 
and bring us gas. And it might have also been the same trip that I think we like hit a dog on the highway or something oh, random like that. <laughs> <laughs> so running out of gas, that's funny. Um, I did not run out of gas driving to or from a good riddance show. But the one time, I think I've only been in a vehicle that ran out of gas once as well. Um, my, I think I was driving my wife to work at the time. We only had one vehicle. I was driving her to work and uh, we ran out of gas on the way to dropping her off at work. The best part is, is that we both at that time worked at gas stations. (laughs) So it's like, you should probably never run out of gas. Right. Yeah. And, uh, and the person that came and brought us gas worked at another gas station in that same town. Um, It was, it was just kind of funny that we all worked at different gas stations and somehow some way ran out of gas. So uh, gas. Yeah. But I think it's funny that you bring up, if it was the same tour, I'll bring this up now because it actually ties in with with um, ballads. But I've only seen them live once. They've actually been – they came up and played in Edmonton. So when I saw them, it was in Calgary. But but they came and played in Edmonton shortly after I moved here. And it was like after they'd been on hiatus or broken up or whatever, it was mm-hmm. like this one-off show where they came up. And I just didn't go for whatever reason. And I you know I kind of regret it. They've been back, I think, a few times, and I still haven't gone back and seen yeah. them. But Oh, man. The one time I did see them, um, we got to the show early and I was just hanging out with this guy who went to my high school. I didn't like, I didn't go to the show with him. We just both happened to meet there. I think he was a grade above me maybe, but we were just kind of hanging out talking and then Russ Rankin comes walking over before the show. And so we like stopped him and we were chatting with him and my, the guy from my high school was talking about, you know, trying to become a vegan and all this stuff and being Mm. inspired by Russ's lyrics and what have you. And, and I said, Hey, are you going to, you know, are you going to play the song fertile fields? Because, you know, I was like, he's like, it's fertile fields. (laughs) Yeah. He's (laughs) like, you you dumbass. It's fertile fields. (laughs) Um, No, but, but anyways, I was like, I was like, cause man, like I, I love that song. He's like, he's like, yeah, yeah, we might play it. Of course it's like one of their biggest songs. Right. Yeah. Um, so anyways, what was cool is when the show's happening, they start playing this song. And because he said to me, he's like, yeah, if we play it, you better dance. Right. was like yeah. his his comment. I was like, I was like, yeah, I'll, I'll probably be up near the front. I'm not really much of a dancer. Like, I don't I don't go in the pit. I stand on the edge of the pit sort of thing. Yeah. And then, you know, like, um, the, but anyway, so as, as they're playing the song, I'm only a couple rows back from the stage and I can see him kind of like looking around as he's singing the song and sure enough on the first, you know, it seems so cruel thing, like the repeat, he shoves the mic in my face wow, and I was like, awesome. Oh man, like that was so awesome. And then like my cousin is standing behind me who I was in the car with when I first heard good riddance, it was his car. He was standing behind me. And then on the other side of me was like a friend who, an old family friend who I hadn't seen for years. So they're both just like, yeah, like patting me <laughs> on the back. I was like, yeah, that was kind of funny. But, um, that like that moment, out of probably like any show I've been to is like definitely one of those moments that stood out where I was like, Oh shoot. Like he actually, you know, it wasn't a matter of, you know, you go to hardcore shows and guys are like getting up yeah. right in the singer's face or anything. Like I was like, either it was purely coincidental or he like legit remembered what I looked like and looked for me. I'm going with that story and yeah. shove the mic in well, my that's face. Awesome. Another random story about that. I don't know if you knew that he married Rachel who was a, uh, a, a VJ on, right, like a video jockey yeah. or whatever, on, on Much Music, which is the Canadian version of, of <laughs> yeah. MTV. And I remember yeah. just thinking, like, that was that was so odd, but then, you know, he had her you name wanna, tattooed on the side of his neck, and hold I don't on. know if you they're still get, together, but... You want to get odd? 
Um, let's, let's do see it. If, yeah. Uh, let, I don't know if I'll be able to. Yeah, let's click on this. Um, but Russ Rankin, he's done. Uh, will this come up here? I don't know if you ever took. Okay, here we go. In addition to music, Russ Rankin is a hockey scout. Yeah, currently, right. yeah, currently he's the California Western United States Regional Scout for the Tri City Americans, a hockey team that competes in the Western Hockey League. Rankin held the same position with the Kootenai Ice from 2007 to 2012, and was on staff when Kootenai won the WHL Championship in 2011. Um, so this is what's kind of cool. If you, I don't know if you ever, when you bought CDs, did you ever like take the CD tray out? You know how you take the booklet out, right? Yeah, yeah. But like underneath the CD, you could right. pop the tray out. Did you ever do that? Like if there, to see if there was like stuff written on that? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So like on Symptoms of a Leveling Spirit, if you pop the tray out, there's a picture. I can't remember if Russ is in it, but it's a picture of Scott Niedermeyer of the, uh. at the time of the New Jersey Devils holding the Stanley Cup above his head. Yeah, and I yeah. always thought that was so rad. And so, yeah, <laughs> he, Russ went on to become a, a hockey scout. I, like, I'm not sure if that's up to date. That's on his Wikipedia page. Yeah, um, I think because he just talked about he was on a different podcast this yeah. summer, and he talked about, yeah, how he's still involved in that. Yeah. So he's also, he's been vegan since 93 and straight edge since 97. Uh, so that's, anyway, just just random Random things. His middle name is Chapin. Oh, wow. What a special <laughs> man. Russell Chapin Rankin. Yeah, yeah. Um, I was trying to see if it said anything about his marriage, but... Um, Do you have that album on CD? Uh, symptoms or yeah. ballads? So, I used to. I don't think I do anymore. Oh, man. I've been trying to hunt down good written CDs. They're hard to find. Yeah, they're like... Out of like the... You know, like... Because I'm, I'm assuming you mean at like thrift shops and stuff like that, anywhere, of, even on even online. And oh yeah, yeah. I wonder if they're. I don't really go looking for CDs much anymore, outside of you know the odd time at thrift stores and whatnot. But so I'm like, I don't, I don't know if they're still readily available or not. But um, I used to have them, and then I sold them in the great CD sale. I, yeah. I believe when we bought a pool table. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I, I there are times I got great stories out of that whole thing. But there are times where I regret it. You need a tattoo <laughs> of just a pool table with a stack of CDs on it. it says no regrets. <laughs> no regrets. <laughs> except for except for a couple. Yeah. So, uh, anyways, back to the original back to question ballads. about. Um, so the, I mean, the first song that I remember standing out to me was Sacrifice. So it's the second track on there. Fire here, I set myself on fire here 
and it's just something and just how it just starts off and just the lyric is like i'd set myself on fire yeah. at sacrifice desiring so so i was as i was listening to that that this week i don't really know what the song is about or or what he's getting at but i just remember I th- that song really standing out and i still yeah. love it i think so a couple of things that i wrote down about that song um so so yeah so first and foremost every time i hear that song the first thing that comes to mind have you ever seen the picture of the uh vietnamese buddhist monk who lit himself on fire i can't remember his name but he lit himself on fire in protest it was like the early 60s i think it's actually it's the cover of rage against the machines like self-titled album their first one okay um but so anytime I hear that song, this song, Sacrifice, is immediately what I think. Even huh. though I don't think it's on nearly the same political level as that. Um, because I, I think this song is just mainly about like, you, you know, like going after something. And if you want it enough, you'll make those sacrifices. I don't yeah. think he's actually talking about lighting himself on fire. Um, but like sacrificing things that otherwise you might go, oh, you know, man, I'd love to love to hang just hang with the boys this weekend but you know instead it's like sacrificing that and working for things or whatever you yeah, know yeah. i think it's i think it's pretty it's pretty great but yeah that lyric always pops it is interesting though because that lyric conjuring up that imagery for me like um good riddance and rage against the machine were kind of like two bands that i really at the same time that i was really into that were heavily political and i would say probably similar in their politics i don't know about the f- fine-tuned parts of their politics but um but yeah it, it is funny that uh that that song reminds me of another super political band that i yeah absolutely love which maybe one day we will talk about them on this show yeah. but you've you've every i've brought them up before and you roll your eyes <laughs> well <laughs> i they're just one of those bands that i don't i, I kind of miss the boat on actually they might be one of the first, well, them and no effects. There was a, a guy in middle school. He was must have been a year older than me. It might have even been the first time I saw band shirts because I didn't know what it was, but I knew I liked it. So we had a Rage Against the Machine one with a picture of that, that like not cartoon, but whatever that album cover is. Oh, with it, like Evil front. Empire. Yeah, yeah. 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 And then he also had a no effects hoodie. And I always I remember thinking, like, what is Nofix? <laughs> like whatever like logo is on i was like that looks really cool i don't know what nofix is but <laughs> but i like the way that looks so anyways that was i mean that'd be that's a story for different turns time out, or whatever but turns out they're a really shitty band yeah <laughs> <laughs> so anyways I, I i missed the boat on rage but i anyways yeah. we can we can get into that we will sometime, do them but. sometime and i will i will make you love them yeah um, um, i will make you love them but but yeah sacrifice it's always been a song for me that stood out off that record as well and i think it's because of like a it's short i mean they have a number of songs that are short but like that opening opening line like wait he's gonna what now <laughs> yeah well it's just the way it comes in i think it just counts in on the hi-hat and just yeah. right into a, a cool riff and i don't know that, that song really stands out and yeah. the other one that i have is is the final track years from now Like those 
I remember that one always, you know, it just starts with, you know, the fast drums on, on the floor, Tom and Snare. And um, so as, as I was listening to that again this week and reading through the lyrics and like, I'm, I'm a big nostalgia guy. Like there's lots of things I look back on and, and so kind of that in one part, but I also feel like often in life, you know, I don't, I wouldn't say I spend a lot of time contemplating, but one of the things that does come up often is like, is what I'm doing matters, you know, like in, in 10 years, you know, so sometimes when I'm making a decision, whether it's buying something or going somewhere or whatever, you know, it's like in a year or 10 years from now, is it going to make a difference if I do this or not, or how will this decision yeah. impact something? And so, I don't know, I just thought that was a cool closing to the album and yeah. um, easy this, to relate to. Sure. This song is actually a prime example, I think, of what I love about Good Riddance lyrically, um, because I think they, they have a a, a a good way of writing songs about like community and togetherness. Yeah. Like on the on this record, the track "Understood" um, is like a prime example of it. But I get similar vibes from this one, even though like "Understood" is like that one. Do you remember when five hundred stood as one? reach for the sky or whatever mm, like yeah. um I, I like i love that song and i kind of get similar vibes from this one but like looking at it like going like okay yeah like we're in this together right now but when you know we're 10 years down the road or whatever will we look back and go were we in it together for the right reasons or you know what i mean like um i just think it's i think it's a pretty great song because i think they also talk about um Oh, no, that's on the next right. I'm not going to jump yeah. ahead yet. Uh, but yeah, like in a similar fashion to, I think, with some of these songs, I get similar vibes to like Face to Face, just in like lyric writing, like because I've always loved Trevor Keith's lyrics, right? And like yeah. Trevor Keith, Trevor Keith is a songwriter who we talked about who pretty much any song and every song that that guy puts out, I'm going to be like, yeah, I can get behind that. There's nothing, but he also kind of writes songs in a way that it's like, well, who couldn't get behind what he's saying? Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, Well, even, yeah, and I think of that with Good Riddance. I mean, there's lots of it where it's like, well, I'm not, you know, I'm not an activist for animals or whatever, but he just has this conviction about the way he writes and how he sings it that, like, I'm singing along and I'm just like, yeah. you know, like, why? Yeah. <laughs> I'm not well, angry I'm, about eating animals, but this guy well, exactly, is and the yeah. song is awesome, so I'm going with it. <laughs> I, say, I had a note about that on, on Symptoms, too, like, because... You know, there's a song where they're specifically about that, right? And I'm like, you know what? I'm finding myself singing along, but I still love burgers and tacos. Like, yeah. <laughs> you know, um, but I could also see how someone would be turned off from the band because of that, because there are songs where his politics or his personal beliefs, which is not a bad thing. Like, I, I commend writers yeah. for, you want to write what's you, right? Like, um and so, but I, but I could see people being like, oh, I, good riddance. That's that band where he's always yelling at me for eating meat, right? Like I could get that because like that, that song, especially on, is there, is there one on ballads too? I feel like there is. About eating meat? Yeah. Yeah. There's, yeah. Is it the one where he says is. meat is murder in it? Yeah. 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 Cause I, I, like I'm who always will, like, who will, who will be there for them and. Yeah. I cause then on the, called, but. cause then on, on uh, symptoms, they have one too, which is called. Is it called Waste? I can't remember what it's called. But anyway, that's the one where he talks about like burning their slaughterhouses to the ground. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and I'm like, um, but anyway, I could see someone being like, yeah, that's sort of the vegans always yelling at me to stop eating meat. I don't really like them, right? Like, yeah, but, it's but not for over the most the top, part, it's, you know, it's a few songs here and there. If it was yeah, you know, well, half that's what, the album, then it might get a little much, but. Sure, and I'm saying that's the one thing about it is that um, 
it, it is only, I, I want to say maybe where it's that in your face, it's like maybe one song, an album, uh, as far as like talking about vegan sort of stuff is concerned. But, um, yeah, but, but going back, going back to the songs that you brought up on ballads, like I, I do think, uh, when they get into that zone writing that way, I'm just like hundred percent like, yeah, I, I could listen to this all day. And it's again, similarly to, um, a band that I think we'll have to cover again because we covered it in our past life or past life, but I, but I want to, <laughs> but I want to do it again. Uh, but H2O like, uh, oh, yeah. with, with Toby in his lyrics, I go, man, like that guy listening to that band. I'm like, Oh, I just get, I feel inspired. But with, with, with bands like H2O and face to face, I feel inspired through almost every song that I hear. Whereas like right. good riddance, it's not quite that same Be, because I think, sometimes they have songs where it's like they drive that a specific point home even more on the nose and i'm kind of like ah eh. you know the veganism is really the one thing <laughs> yeah and this is this is kind of a maybe a little bit of a rabbit trail thought here that just popped into my head but i wonder if it if it goes both ways so like you know a lot of the bands we talk about you know our faith-based bands or whatever i wonder if when people listen to those if they can get you know even if they don't believe that can they get behind those lyrics the same as, you know, I can get behind something like anti-meat that really right. doesn't, you know, yeah, I, I kind do. of a random thought, but I, I know for sure. Like, cause I mean, there are, there are some bands where I kind of go, uh, like we talked about it with Goaty hook, right? Like, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. Bands maybe these days write a little different that, that would kind of classify themselves under that so like that whole like christian or faith-based umbrella whatever you want to call it uh so like when they're writing now maybe it's a little different than you know goatee hook writing ukla the punk yeah um sort of deal but i i think it can definitely come up sometimes and be like but at the same point like bands like mxpx like they had success and they were having success when that was still kind of part of what they were doing right like yeah. um i mean obviously their first kind of real kick at the can at any sort of mainstream success was life in general and it wasn't nearly as in your face as it was on teenage politics and yeah. poconaccia right but it was still there and they were still doing that in their live shows and then kind of from there i think it sort of became a little bit of a not as in your face he's not literally quoting scripture in his music yeah, yeah. <laughs> i just feel like i've seen it so much in the last you know even decade um, of of bands that are really out there, you know, faith wise, and they get all this flack. But then again, there's you know a band talking about everything else, you know, whether yeah. it's veganism or whatever rapper is talking about murder or whatever, like right. You know, and I but, mean, I think yeah, I think to an extent, um, say like whether you want to say it's glorifying violence or not in like hip hop music. Like I'm not I'm not well versed in hip hop by any means. Um, but like, you know, I, I think there are people who take that stand against hip hop and rap and going, yeah, you're just talking about violence and killing people and all this kind of stuff. And at the same point, I kind of go, well, they're, they're probably just writing like you, you get a lot of the same stuff in like, say, like early New York hardcore sort yeah. of stuff. Right. Like, I think they're just writing what they're coming out of a lot of the times. But yeah, but that's true. but when it comes to like, say, a Christian band getting flack for having you know, all sorts of Christian message and imagery in their music. I think it's, it, it is kind of weird, but cause Christian music quote unquote is kind of like a genre thing of itself. Right. Yeah. Like, whereas 
you know, like, like you don't really think of, I mean, I guess to an extent there was like, or is like straight edge, you know, hardcore sort of stuff and what I, which, which that, that kind of comes into play a little bit. That might be the closest thing that gets flack for like really putting their message into their music. Um, but of course that comes with the, I guess the, um, the whole side of it where it was like there, you know, there was a lot of militant straight edge sort of people. Right. right? But, yeah. but I, I don't, I just, I just don't think it's as big of a thing where it's like, Oh, they're a vegan band. Right. right. Like, yeah, yeah. like with Russ Rankin, he's not singing about his veganism in a majority of his songs. Right. right. Like, yeah, yeah. Um, whereas like straight edge bands, especially from back in the day, it was like, well, like every song was about how, you shouldn't do drugs or drink because it makes you a bad person <laughs> yeah, or what have you. Right. I would actually suggest you should, I don't know if you've seen it or not. Do you watch uh, Finn McKenty at all on YouTube? He does yeah, like, the punk rock NBA. Yeah, did yeah. you see his straight edge video that he did somewhat recently? No, I saw it posted there, but yeah, there's only so many of those that I can, they're all He's, like 25 I, minutes long. And so, yeah, I, his, they're, yeah. they're usually I think about 15 minutes. Yeah. He, he's, he's a um, smart guy. He's got lots of good stuff to say. It just depends the mood I'm in if I want yeah. to put up with it or not. Yeah, I definitely don't watch every single one, but I do like um, – he's got some that piqued my interest. And that was just an interesting look because he kind of broke down on that video sort of like different um, different sectors or whatever you want to call it, different groups, I guess, of like straight edge, you know, and like how it affect- – it, it, it was actually an interesting look at how these a lot of these kids – were affected by trauma in their lives. I yeah, was like, whoa, well, man, sure. I, I did not see this coming. Like, you were going to break it down and you were going to, you know, <laughs> kind of go that route, but it was pretty cool. Yeah. But, um, I, yeah, I mean, this is a rabbit trail for sure that we just went down. But I think because a lot of Christian bands, you know, there's there's definitely the like the the, um, the the Christian bands that are like, oh, we're not a Christian band, we're Christians in a band sort of vibe. And then there's the ones that are like, yeah, we're just, it's just straight up, you know, but I think because it makes its way into a lot of their songs, that's sort of where it like can kind of become a label for them or whatever. Right. Like, mm, yeah. um, so, I mean, it could be very different. Yeah. If like good riddance, if they were like, Oh, four, let's say like three out of every five songs is about being a vegan. <laughs> right. Know, yeah. like, Oh yeah, that's that vegan band. Which I made that comment earlier about seeing why some people could be turned off by them. Yeah, but yeah, ballads is a like a killer album. Yeah, it's. I mean, and it goes by fast. Like it's. I don't know. Yeah. It's twenty five, thirty minutes. Like I listened through it, and it's just like, man, like that just kind of rips through. And but it's awesome because then it's like, sweet, I'm ready for the next one. I, Which and is I, well, hold on, hold on. <laughs> <laughs> I I did have a couple more things. Um, yeah, Yeah. But I was going to say, like, with uh, you, you mentioned it, like, I'm always surprised with how much this album, like, rips when I put it on. I'm like, because in my mind, I think about it, I'm like, yeah, there's some good songs on there. And then there's some not so good songs. But I think when I put the album on, I'm like, no, it doesn't like, I think also because the songs are pretty short and fast that it's like, even yeah. the ones that I'm like, are eh, but slower. they're gone in an instant, right? Like, yeah. And you're moving on to the next one. Um, but I did want to say, like, you listen on Spotify? Uh, yeah. Well, I have them on my phone right. uh, and also but, Spotify. Because I'll say, because Apple Music, it doesn't have, like, this album, Ballads, doesn't have the cover of I Stole Your Love. Oh, it's so good. No, I was so happy it's not on there. Because then all of <laughs> a sudden I was, like, looking at that, I was like, oh, yeah. Uh, 
stole your love. I'm like, I don't really like that song. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, again, when that came out, it's like because I remember that on that album when I first heard it, kind of thinking like, oh, this doesn't really sound like the rest of the songs, but. You know, I, I had no context to even know it was a cover song. Yeah, well, they, I mean, they so have a, I, was, I just thought it was a part of the album, and so... Yeah, yeah, well, because they have a cover on Symptoms as well, right? Like, um, so it's it's kind of interesting, but... Um, and then, yeah, I, I did have a note. Um, oh, no, Waste is off of ballads. I was talking the vegan song. Oh, yeah, yeah. I think we were talking about the same song. I feel like there could be one now that I'm just mixing things up that is on... Um, on, uh, what's it called? Symptoms as well, mm. but... Uh, I was just gonna say too, yeah. Like they, they are a band where I don't necessarily, they're, where I don't necessarily agree with all of their politics. That I could still like, man, this song is just it, it's absolute, it's an absolute rager because rage against the machine. But <laughs> <laughs> yes, let's move. Uh, the other album which we've mentioned a couple times uh, is Symptoms of a Leveling Spirit. You talk funny. Where are you from? California. I hate California. So how did you get in contact with that album? What stood out about that? Um, so this record, I want to say, was the first maybe Good Riddance album to come out after I'd gotten into them. Okay. Uh, or it came out right around the time I was discovering them. Like, I was listening to this one when it was new. Uh, and so, yeah, the this record for me, there's a lot of stuff that I love about this record. Uh, first and foremost... It takes me immediately when I put it on. I am in my grandparents' basement in Nova Scotia. Ooh, Grandpa uh, likes good riddance, hey? Grandpa loves good riddance. <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, we were there for Christmas one year, and it was like a big family thing, and I was staying down in the basement. And so to escape the family 
sometimes I'd go down to the base and I just had like a you know a, a portable CD player and headphones. Yeah. Actually, I didn't even have a portable CD player. I was playing it on my grandmother's computer was downstairs, so I'd put it in the <laughs> CD-ROM or whatever wow. and play it. And I'd just be like, oh, this record's so good. And it's funny because there was another album that I had on that trip that I can't put my finger on as to what it was. But I know I had these two different records that I was listening to. But but Symptoms of a Leveling Spirit was um, was all like as soon as I put it on, I'm like, oh, yep, I'm back down in that basement under the fluorescent lights mm. on the linoleum floors sleeping on the cot, right? Yeah, like, well, I love those uh, memories that go with music. Right? Um, and yeah, you're just using it to escape my family. Like, <laughs> I have no reason to escape my family, but it's what I was doing when I was well, like, 16 like a, years old yeah. or whatever. It's not like yeah. it was a negative escape. I mean, that was the same, right? Just, you yeah. just need to get away and listen to punk. Yeah. What about you? What was what was your kind of introduction or exposure to this album? Uh, yeah, again, I because the one after Ballads, Operation Phoenix, that was another really big one too. And that one was like, from what I remember, like straight hardcore punk. It, it didn't have as much of the melody, um, but which they brought back again um, on, on Symptoms. Yeah, I, I think just again, I had a, a group of friends that, that was one of their favorite bands and they probably had it around, but I, yeah, I, I can't recall specific memories with that album to tie this record into our previous episode, your interview uh, with Ryan from off the record. This album was recorded at the blasting room. Oh yeah. Uh, which is great because so for me, I was introduced to really like introduced to the descendants and all after listening to bands like good riddance. And right. Whatnot, right. Yeah, yeah. And, but when I so when I put those records on, like when I go back and listen to Descent, I could uh, the first band that actually comes to mind for me is Good Riddance in the sound that I hear. So mm-hmm. it's interesting to me that you know they they did a couple records with Bill and Stefan yeah. uh, from Descendants, which is which is pretty great. But um, so here's a couple of facts about this record. Okay, fact number one: this is my favorite Good Riddance record. <laughs> <laughs> So why, maybe just on that, why does this one stand out differently okay. so, than, say, ballads? So this will lead into some, an interesting quote I found. Uh, so for me, I found that um, they grew both for me, like lyrically and melodically. Like I just felt like yeah. they got to be better songwriters all around. And so this was a quote from Russ Rankin. If you want to find this one, it's on the most um, the most trustable trustworthy sources of wikipedia but russ said symptoms of a leveling spirit i think was our i think it was the pinnacle it was definitely the pinnacle for us as far as our career if you just want to go by numbers like the year that came out we were in every weekly all of our shows were bumped up to the bigger rooms we sold out our whole european tour and that was about as good as it ever got for us and that was pretty cool for that to happen like that record was i just have a lot of i like how they include like his like half thoughts (laughs) i just have a lot of really good memories about that year personally and band wise everything just went really really well for us we had a really successful year and i still think that record and to a lesser extent the ep that came before it were where i finally found my stride as a songwriter and i think like that's awesome for me like that's what really stood out is like all of a sudden he took that step as a songwriter for me they also had a member change there's a different drummer on this record um, they'd kind of gone through it. Cause I think like their original drummer like left after operation Phoenix. Yeah. Cause I was going to say he wasn't with them the first time I saw them, which I was really yeah. bummed about 
So thankfully, when I saw them again five years ago or whenever it was, he was back with them. Right. So that yeah, was yeah. awesome. I mean, anyone who's played for him, I didn't write down any names, but it's just blazingly fast drummers. Yeah. Um, but also, this was the on, their only record to actually chart at all. I think oh, it wow. peaked at like number 32 or something, which is, which is great. And the final fact is that it took me until now to realize that the artwork for this album is laid out in track number one. <laughs> what do you mean? Well, because like I was always like, what's what's the deal with the art for this record? Because like Ballads exactly. definitely has the better artwork. Yeah, but yeah. like so like for Symptoms, I'm like, well, the first the first song is called Fire Engine Red. Right. And so I'm like, yep, the the, the color of the album is Fire Engine Red. And then he talks about Fallen Angels. I'm uh, like, oh. And yeah, I was like, look at that. It's the artwork right there. Yeah, well, um, that makes sense. But yeah, no, I, uh, this record I sent you cause I'd we, we decided we were going to pick a couple songs to kind of focus on it. So I'd sent you a list of the songs that I was going to go with. And you're like, dude, I thought we were only doing like two songs. So I was like, man, this was like just, <laughs> I know, just it's hard an to... exercise in futility because I was like, as I was listening to the album, I'm like, okay, I should pick songs. I was like, okay, this song's good. And this song's good. And I literally had like the first five songs from the album. And then a couple more later, I was like, this isn't going to work. <laughs> so I did, I cut it down to just two songs. And then even as I was like listening to those two songs, I was like, dang, did I want to change that? <laughs> yeah. Well, it's hard with a band like Good Rinse because a lot of their songs are similar. So if yep. one song's good, the other five will be good. So yep. yeah, it was the same with ballads. I was, I kind of went through the lyrics of every song and yep. it's like, yeah, there's, there's so many I could have picked, but. To be fair for ballads, I was hoping you were going to pick Fertile Fields, which I assumed we'd talk about anyway. And Genie, those are my two favorites off that record. Oh, okay, but, yeah, I do um, love those ones too. So, the, so yeah, so the first song that I went with off of Symptoms was "Enter the Unapproachables." First and foremost, because I don't think unapproachables is actually a word. Um, <laughs> yeah. Anytime I typed it, my phone was like, no, that's not a word. I'm like, well, I guess because unapproachable is a verb. It's it's not a noun. Anyway, whatever. Um, 
the 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 thing that stood out to me this time listening to this record or this this album anytime this song came on where he talks about building a wall i'm like ah oh, it just seems so fitting for like american <laughs> politics and i just kind of chuckle even though knowing the song is not about that at all it's you know again tying back into some of the themes we talked about off of off of ballads is just about having community not being alone not shutting people out right, right like actually yeah. letting people into your life um which is another another sort of um i guess like comparison to trevor keith and his songwriting i feel like he kind of fits that mold a little bit too um and the fact that on this i think what makes this is a prime example of what makes this album stand out for me is that the lyrics became less for me anyways political and more personal like there's still definitely yeah. pol- there's still definitely politics on there but at the same time they're like emo sad boys right <laughs> there are some songs on here where i'm like oh yeah he's and it, which was the same on ballads where he's like he the classic you know like the, the classic pop punk trope where he's like she he likes a girl who likes another guy <laughs> right he's like why yeah. don't you like me he he kind of yeah. gets into that a little bit um at different times which i mean whatever those are still those are still good songs i'm not gonna complain about that but um did you have thoughts on enter the unapproachables um yeah, not specifically i mean even just on the album as a whole for some reason in my mind i thought that it was like way more melodic but i as i listened through like it's it still has lots of fast songs and yeah um you know not not aggressive parts but yeah, one of the notes I'd taken was that I think like they they dialed the tempo down a little bit, but not really. Like it was kind of a similar thing when I got into it. I was like, man, there's still a lot of like, and maybe it's because like before they were like fast, right? Yeah. Like they were just from the first stick count all the way through. It was like, let's see how fast we can go. Whereas this on symptoms, and I think maybe that's what kind of gets me into it a little bit more. Is it does add a little bit more dynamic is that they did slow it down a little bit, but they're still like right up there with fast punk bands. It's just not like, right. It's like as fast as they can go. Um, So I, I just think I I liked that the energy's harnessed a little more, maybe is a good way to put it on this album. Yeah. Um, I I feel like they always did a really good job of that. Like they knew like even on like albums, like ballads, there was still enough mid tempo songs to break it up. And it wasn't just, you know, straight fast the whole time, which I would have loved either way. But yeah. even now yeah. I go back, it kind of helps the album to hold up. And right. So, yeah, they, they always did a really good job of that, I thought. Yeah, I definitely thought like this album, it feels similar to ballads. But at the same point, I think it is structured a little more cohesively. Yeah. Uh, the other song that I picked uh, was Libertine. I put down, they pushed around, but they won't break me.
first thing that jumped out to me about this song listening to it is that the riff in that song reminds me of Teenage Politics era MXPX. Oh, we'll have to go back and listen. <laughs> yeah, go back and listen to it. You'll be like, shoot. Like, that's, that's, which I think is fair to say is actually more of a Descendants inspiration than right. anything, right? Like, those yeah. are, um, I don't know if I've ever actually heard Russ Rankin or anyone from Good Riddance say, yeah, I was inspired by Descendants. But we know for a fact that MXPX was. Yeah, right. For sure. So like, I'm, and and the fact that going back and listening to Descendants, I go, man, I hear a whole lot of like good riddance through this, or what would later become good riddance. Like, it's obvious. I think they were they were inspired uh, by them. But I think this is just another example of the good riddance uh, that I love in music, similar to face to face and writing songs. Just there's a whole lot um, of going like, yeah, you're not alone in this. Yeah, sort of thing because I think it's even the like the the next song on the record maybe, um, yeah. That uh, trial trial of the century was like kind of one of the ones that I was bouncing around going like he's just like good at writing songs that kind of can make you go you know what if you're having a bad day I'm gonna pick you up. What does it mean when you're 16? The world's a cold and lonely place, but you're still kicking every door down in the place. The war of words, they're so uptight You pass a hundred sleepless nights And the worst is yet to come or so saying you know there's there's value there's importance in having people in your life uh which i think is is super cool yeah and another thing that they did well you know they had the songs that were you know that were ticked off at at the world or whatever right uh, whether it was vegan veganism or political yeah. but yeah, yeah they also had they they did a really good job of um yeah just positive and um, yeah, whether it was talking about community or whatever, right? Just that yeah. we're all going through things, and so let's let's do it together. The the one complaint I have about this album is similar to, um, I guess, the complaint that I had about ballads, but on this one, it's actually on the Apple Music version. Is another cover song. <laughs> oh, <laughs> like yeah. the, the very what? last song in my head. It was it was a secret song on oh, okay. on like the actual physical release. Like I think you had to skip through a couple minutes of silence before you got to it and at that point i thought it was cool like i liked it because it's like oh what's it gonna be and it's like this kind of like poppy uh you know sort of cover i like this cover more than uh, the kiss cover on ballads but i'm still it's like it's definitely it's which is funny because a lot of times when bands include covers on albums it's like it's the, it ends up being the best song on the album right right You're like oh yeah. this is great but on these ones i'm like no like they're they're actually not um, in my head is fine. That's the one that's like, here in my head, I hear you say, or whatever, right? Like, yeah. Um, <laughs> but as a secret track, I thought it was cool. But yeah, on, on like Apple Music, and I'm assuming on Spotify, like just digital streaming services, it's, they cut all that out and it's just a track on its own. Uh, like, eh. okay. And it and it ends the album. I'm like, eh, I could have done without that. Yeah. But. Well, and they put out a cover album as well. So maybe they should have just 
kept those on there. They clearly liked playing covers, which is, yeah. you know, fine. It's a thing that, I mean, punk bands have been notorious for playing covers. It's it's fine. I get excited when I go to a show and they're like, we're going to play a cover. I'm like, yeah, what's it going to be? And then if you don't know it, it's kind of like, meh. Yeah. But if you know it, you're like, yeah, this is awesome, yeah. right? But um, So, I mean, it's definitely, and obviously there's entire compilation series of bands playing right. covers. Like, it's a thing and it's fine. It's just sometimes I feel like, um, cause even like going back, stretch Armstrong on, uh, revolution transmission cover. Well, on revolution transmission, they had a counting crows cover, oh. which angels of the silences, which, yeah. which was actually good. I was like, Oh, this is pretty legit. Um, but at the same point, I'm like, was it necessary? I don't know. Yeah. Could've done without it, I suppose. Cause, cause it always feels like, especially when the covers, like it ends up being the last song on the album, which has happened a couple of times. I'm like, was that how your album was supposed to end? Yeah, I know. It's always you kind know? of a bit of a bummer. Like, they just yeah. kind of throw it on just to have the extra song. and Yeah, it's like, when it's is... not needed. Right. Like, when you're talking about punk albums, like, that cover, because I think on Symptoms, it's, like, track 15. I'm like, that's probably not necessary. Yeah. Um, although, te- technically, on the original release, it would have been, you know, 14 or whatever, and just, it was a secret track. And then, for whatever reason, I think it's okay. Yeah. Another, another fun fact, I can't remember the the title of the song but i i used a good written song at my wedding oh so oh is it the one where it's just all palm muting i don't i can't even remember if it's off of this album or the next one it was like a really melodic one of the really melodic one just so that people weren't freaking out but yeah because like their their song pisces I debated actually picking that song um, because it's like it's because it's so good. And it comes with in with like the bass line and whatever. It's it's too good. But yeah, <laughs> awesome. Um, that's awesome. That you good riddance in your wedding. I don't think I get. Oh any man, I had I had all kinds of songs in there. Like like I used Copeland in my wedding. Um, and some Tegan and Sarah. <laughs> okay. Well, there was one yeah. song that I had. Sorry, another little random rabbit trail. So, like, during the reception, we had a slideshow of pictures, me and my wife. And so we had music playing in one song. And the the guy was doing the sound, like, he had it fairly loud. This one song came on that was, like, pretty heavy. 
And I remember being like, oh, man, like, was this, like, how is, how, are, how is everyone feeling in the room here right They're now? They're just leaving. <laughs> <laughs> like, we're out of here. I mean, Thanks I, for the cake. Well, and two of the guys from that band were at my wedding. And so I was kind of like, oh, I bet they think this is awesome, but everybody else probably hates this. But <laughs> Or they're um, like, this guy's an idiot. What is he doing? <laughs> yeah. Hey, man, my wedding. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. That's awesome. Yeah. Were, did, were you like one of those weddings where you had like, instead of a first dance, it was just like everyone was hardcore dancing? No, we, we were. I mean, we didn't do any <laughs> dance at all. I have, I did have friends, you know, that were punks too, and at their weddings, they just like had punk hardcore music playing, and everyone just kind of like push moshed awkwardly or whatever. Yeah, yeah. You yeah. Know, the, the ten friends, everyone else just kind of stood around, and but it's like, what the heck is going yeah. on? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I didn't take it to that extreme. I didn't put my wife through that embarrassment. <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. So, out of these two albums, what's your pick? Yeah, yeah, it's it's hard because I I love Good Riddance so much. I mean, I, I'm gonna stick with ballads because just because it was the first album of theirs I heard, I know it the most. When I still put it on, it takes me back. But I mean, every Good Riddance album brings me just as much joy. So, yeah. well, I'll, I'll stick with ballads. Yeah, I, it's funny because through this practice, I was like going into it. I was like, I picked symptoms. I'm gonna go with symptoms. And I think I am going to go with symptoms, but there was a moment where I was like, or I shouldn't just say a moment. There was like a day or two where I was like, man, but ballads rip so hard. Yeah. Like it's so good. And then I go back to symptoms and be like, but damn symptoms is really good. I think I, you also, know, also because there was a few songs or at least one, I think a few off ballads that, that were on compilations too, that I listened to a ton. So maybe right. just having that, having that memory as well. And that's fair. Um, but yeah, I think I am going to go with symptoms of a leveling spirit, uh, just because like when I, again, started looking a little closer to it, I was like, nah, you know what? Like lyrically, I think they're so good. Um, like I, I think they got better. And then, uh, musically again, like I think they opened it up a little bit, uh, and stretched themselves a little bit. Like obviously they're good riddance. They didn't stretch themselves that far from where they were coming from. Right. I think it really paid off. Um, what they did. So this is something that just kind of popped into my mind right now that I think I want to do going forward. And this is for, you know, if you, if you're on, um, are you, did you say you're on Spotify? I think you did, right? Yeah. Okay. So we're going to do it for Apple music and Spotify, but I think we're going to, we should start, uh, start making a playlist. So oh, I've got all sorts of playlists already. Yes. But between yeah. these two albums, you have to pick one good written song. That's going to go on the playlist. What is it going to be? So it's going to... Oh, okay. I'm trying uh, to decide if we'll like do one from each album sort of thing or if it's just like one from each band. Like so we're just right making now, a two-song playlist? Well, no, no, no. It'll, it's, I'm going to keep... <laughs> add, I'll keep adding oh, to I it see, see, as okay. we go. So, But this will just be the first song. So what is, <sighs> what is the song that you're going to go with? Putting the pressure on you. You know what? I think I'm going to go with Salt... Everybody here, we're a 
Followed by aggression, it seems that aggression's all you know Stop throwing your fist, put out your head Cause I'm playing in the show, here we go Because that, yep. that was one, I mean, I, I don't really love it lyrically. It's essentially just kind of talking about going to shows and whatever, which was... Oh, yeah, mean, yeah. No, I was, dude, I was, now that you say that, I was super hoping you were going to pick that oh, song. Oh, it's got such a killer riff when it comes oh. in with the fast drums. It's so and catchy. The, the chorus, I was like, it reminds me of um, Mad Caddies. I think it might be the la- the last song on Rock the Plank, where they're singing about like basically similar things, where it's like... People going it like their their main reason they get into the pit is to just hurt people, right? And yeah. how that's just not cool. <laughs> and uh, so like when that song comes, I'm like yeah. So I I'll support that. I like that it's, you know, it's not like one of their, you know. I I also would have supported picking something like Fertile Fields and whatever, or you know, like any any of those songs. But I like Salt. I think it's a good pick in the sense that uh, it's it's it starts the show off right. <laughs> yeah. Guys, don't be dicks in the pit, okay? <laughs> yeah, I mean, so, songs like that are good. I mean, obviously, I relate to it. I grew up going to shows, but I yeah. was just kind of like, oh, I don't know, that doesn't really do anything for me. But, I mean, the song itself is so killer. But I think, it, yeah, but it, but I think it also goes back to, you know, like summing up. In, in a sense, you could say it sums up what Good Riddance does. Like, they we talked about in a lot of their songs, just like singing about that community that yeah, they built. Like, true. So they're singing about a scene, but at the same time, not not just like looking past things because oh you're a part of that scene you're a part of our community right like basically saying like oh yeah you get what we're doing musically that's cool you can be an asshole if you want right like they're saying no that's not cool like you (laughs) you need to be kept I, i think it fits so i'll support that salt is the first the problem is we've like we got to figure out if we go back to bands we've already covered or if we wait till we actually cover them in the new format in the future and then we add songs. I think that's yeah. probably what we'll have to do. Um, that's what happens when we change things up. But so that's going to wrap up Good Riddance. But before we go anywhere, you got to pick what we're doing next. Because I, I said I think Good Riddance was my pick. It might not have been actually. And we may have actually, I think we picked it together. Pennywise was my pick. And that right. was the last band that we covered. And then when we made the change, of format where like let's do good riddance and then so yeah so yeah. the pick is on you yeah so i mean with the good riddance i mean obviously both influenced by them so it's it, we're, we're not going to fight about uh <laughs> who picked right but, um yeah. yeah so you you messaged this week just saying um you know that maybe you know again talking about it, just switching formats what whatever formats out the window this is our show we do what we want uh-huh. <laughs> um but just about talking about, you know, an older band, but also maybe a newer one that maybe had a similar style or we felt was influenced by them. Um, and at first, I, I didn't have any, like, bands that really came to mind, and so I didn't really know how I felt about that. I mean, I didn't spend too much time thinking about it. But then today, when we were we were talking about what bands to pick, it just immediately popped into my mind. You forced me because I said, oh, I don't know who to pick. And you said, what, just whatever first band comes to mind. So that band was no use for a name, um, specifically the album More Betterness, and then uh, a newer band. I mean, they, they've also been around a while, not as long as No Use for a Name, but a band called The Swellers, um, who, if I remember correctly, specifically stated that it was bands like No Use for a Name that, that inspired them, and uh, they have a killer album called uh, Good For Me. And so, yeah, we're going to 
we're going to check out those ones and kind of see how they correlate and yeah, pinpoint I'm interested, some of the influence on it. I'm interested to see how it goes because uh, No Use for a Name is a band that I was always aware of outside of potentially like hearing a song or two on mixtapes or um, on samplers or whatever compilations. I don't know. I don't, I couldn't pick them out of a crowd. Um, so I'm interested to check that out. The Swellers, uh, they are a band that I, that specific album I had listened to at some point, I feel like maybe like Bandcamp or something. They came, I saw them on there. So like I came across them somewhere. I was like, oh, these guys are pretty rad. So, but I haven't listened to them extensively. So I'm looking forward um, to doing that. Yeah, we kind of talked briefly about like going, oh, well, do we open it up to a little bit to more than just like, because so far outside of like our best of sort of stuff, like, you know, our, our year end episode of stuff, it's, it's been like 90s punk bands, right? Like bands that established themselves in the 90s. And I thought, do we open that up at all? Because like there are other bands that I loved that came along after that. There are bands today that I love. And then, so that's when we started talking about maybe opening it up in a way to some newer music. And, and I think this is a great way to go, oh, because I couldn't go, hey, let's pick a, you picked No Use for a Name. This is the album I suggest for No Use for a Name. I've got, unless I was just like drawing them out of a hat, right. I'd have no real way of picking that. So I, I like this idea of going, yeah, let's let's see, you know, a band that is, is influenced by this band. So, um, yeah, I think that'll be pretty sweet. So that's what's coming up. Uh, next, the next time we get together, we do have some things on, uh, on the way, more interviews. I've got some ideas for like episodes that'll be done kind of differently. You know, we're going to, we're going to maintain the, the weekly release schedule as long as we can. We only record once every two weeks. So <laughs> unless we start like doing marathon recording sessions every two weeks, yeah. um, we, we got to find other ways to come up with content. You've been digging up interviews left, right, and center. Uh, so that's awesome. That's what's going to keep coming. And, and like I said, I've got different, like either reviews or ideas for, for things on the way as well. But before we get out of here, let's do the important social media stuff. Uh, of course, as always, you can follow us on Twitter at Growing Punk Pod, on Instagram at Growing Up Punk. I am on Instagram and Twitter at David Growing Up, and you, sir? I am on Instagram of, of as Aaron Grew Up Punk. So, uh, yeah, check it out if you like uh, me posting about this and smoked meat and <laughs> whatever just all else. About barbecue <laughs> and punk rock. It's, oh, it's really the life. You're that, living the that dream is true. life. But, you yeah, were just, barbecuing at Christmas. Oh, yeah. It was amazing. Was it cold at all? It wasn't cold. Uh, here, no, so. it was pretty mild then. So, yeah, no, it worked out good. That's awesome. But yeah, so that'll uh, that'll do it, of course, wherever you're listening to the show. If you're listening to it on YouTube, shame on you. Not actually shame on you. But if you listen to it <laughs> on, your, on your favorite podcast app, you'll actually get music in the show. Um, you know, not just awkward transitions to music. Like in, our, in your interview um, with Ryan from Off the Record, I did like a, a, a thing at the beginning. I'm like, but first, before the interview, let's listen to Off the Record. Let's refresh our memories. But of course, on YouTube... That's not there. It just goes straight to the interview because oh, I had, okay. to cut, had to cut the music out. I'm yeah. like, no. Well. So if you want the full experience, and trust me, it is a full experience. Uh, if, if you know, assuming you like music, uh, listen to us on your favorite podcast app. Rate us, review us, all that kind of stuff. Of course, YouTube's great because you can also comment and we can talk that yeah, way. Yeah, that's true. Um, you can literally find us wherever you find podcasts. So, with that said, thanks for listening, and adios. See ya.
Where the hell did that come from? What's going on here? Looks like a stage is being erected. 